0: Well, we're going to continue in our series called Abide. And um, this is possibly, I mean, I love every part of the Bible, but this is possibly some of the richest teaching you could hear. And so I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad these are Jesus's last words to his 12, 11 now disciples, because Judas is going to go betray him. And it's important. And I want to start this message this way. Abide, you know, it means to remain, to stay in, to continue in, right? I want to start the message this way. Have you ever been sad? It's been some d- sad days at our house, you know. You have a good cry, you know, and it's like life didn't go the way you wanted it to, and it's just it's sad. Yeah, I've, I've been there. I can do that. Online, you guys? Yeah. What about uh, lonely? I mean, do we have to ask that right now? COVID has uh, maybe put a magnifying glass on my loneliness. I'm a people person. I love to be with people. I can't get enough of that. (laughs) And I think people are lonely. I, I know people are lonely. They've told me they're lonely. How about trouble? Any trouble? Any pressure? Any tribulation? No, no tribulation. Yeah, but all the other words to describe that affliction, persecution, oppression, burden. Yeah, I've got all that. Not tribulation though. Uh, That's tribulation. That's what it is. Yeah, I got that in my life too. All right, so where do we go? So if I have that, if I'm sad sometimes, if sometimes I'm lonely, if sometimes I am under pressure and burdened, heavy by it all, where do I go? Who could I run to? The answer is clear tonight. We run to God. We run to Jesus Christ. So if we're going to abide... We're going to abide in Jesus. And Jesus has already taught us that he is abiding in the Father. So if you can get that picture, it's like this, right? And he says to us in this passage that the way to abide in Jesus is to receive the Holy Spirit. That's what we talked about last week. The Holy Spirit will come in you and he'll abide. So it's like you, Holy Spirit, Jesus, Father, all in one. You're one with the Trinity, like what? Okay, I'm not sad anymore. <laughs> I'm getting like kind of encouraged right now. Abiding in Jesus, the Father, through the filling and fullness of the Holy Spirit, brings lasting joy. It brings steadfast love. It brings constant peace. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. You can see it. So open your Bible to John chapter 16. We're going to finish uh, his speech for his talking to them Jesus is saying farewell to his disciples and they're sad they will be lonely when he leaves they've already stated that to him don't go why are you going where are you going do you have to go can we go with you all of that has been rung out already and they're going to face tribulation pressure heaviness, hardship in this world. But, but, but Jesus leaves them with confidence. You're going to see it right here. He's like, hey, I'm leaving, but you shouldn't (laughs) turn that frown upside down. Like, You shouldn't be sad. You won't be lonely. I'm not going to be lonely. He explains it to him. I'll show you. And by the way, there's this peace that passes all understanding. It will guard your heart, soul, mind, and strength in Christ Jesus. I'm giving that to you. I will not leave you an orphan. I'm going to give you confidence. So the title of the message is Jesus gives me confidence. Might be sad some days, but Jesus gives me confidence. Might be lonely some days, but Jesus gives me confidence. Might have some hard, trying, tribulation-based days, but Jesus gives me confidence. And I want you to see it in the scriptures. Just like we said last week, okay? When I receive the Holy Spirit, right? Because Jesus asked them and to receive the Holy Spirit. When I receive the Holy Spirit, I am. I'm going to give you three things that you are because of the filling of the Holy Spirit. Three things because Jesus left. You're like, what, Jesus had to leave? Yeah, Jesus had to leave or you weren't getting these things. You were going to have to go search the world, find Jesus, and hang out with him. But now you don't have to do that. You can hang out with him right here through the Holy Spirit. This is astounding. This is supernatural. I don't know what God you serve, but I serve the God of Moses. Yeah. Burning bush, not burning. That's mysterious. That's crazy. Anybody would be like, that's not possible. It is with God. That's what happened. That's the God we serve. I serve the God of Abraham. 100 years old. Can't get pregnant. Wife can't get pregnant. Now what? Ah, pregnant. Pregnant. That's mysterious. That's not normal. We serve a God that does miracles. We serve a God that speaks. We serve a God of power. And we need to receive the Holy Spirit that he sent the other comforter, another comforter like me. He tells us to ask. He tells us to receive the Holy Spirit. And when I receive the Holy Spirit, I am. And I'm going to give you three things that you are in that. Okay. So let me read just the first part here. Chapter 16, verse 16. A little while. Does that sound familiar? Anybody? Didn't we preach this this, this Christmas or something? And I preached about joy. Comes suddenly, all right? Secure, satisfying joy. That's great. I'm not preaching that tonight. There's so much more here. A little while, Jesus speaking, and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, and you will see me. That's what you need to know. That right there. That's what he said. Jesus' words. Then he gives you the backstory. John says, "Hey, hey, hey, let me give you the backstory. So some of the disciples, you know, I'm one of them, said to one another, what is it that he says to us a little while? And you will see me. And again, a little while, and you will see me. No longer, it's like, you won't see me, then you won't see me, i And And because, he adds this, and because I am going to the Father, I'm still scratching my head on that one. So they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? It's almost like Jesus maybe had been speaking to them in riddles. And they're like, yeah, we think this is a riddle. We think this is, a, there's got to be a hidden meaning here. There's got to be something that he's saying that I'm just not, getting yet. We do not know what he's talking about. I think he wants to tell us something, but I'm not sure what it is. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, is this what you're asking yourselves? What I meant by saying a little while and you will see me when you will not see me and again in a little while and you will see me truly truly i say to you this is the second verse that is really important because that was all just filler truly truly i say to you jesus says you will weep and lament but the world will rejoice do you see the contrast you will be sorrowful but your sorrow will be turned into joy when a woman is giving birth i'm not familiar with this but Ask my wife, she'll tell you five times she's done this. She has sorrow because of her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. Lasting joy. It lasts forever. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask. What is he talking about? Is he talking about asking? Maybe. What does he want you to do, church? He wants you to ask. Who does he want you to ask? The Father. He doesn't even want you to ask him. He wants you to ask the Father. Ask. And you will receive that your joy may be full. All right, now, when... I receive the Holy Spirit. When I ask for the Holy Spirit and receive the Holy Spirit, I am filled with lasting joy. That's the first point. I'm filled with lasting joy. It comes in. It starts pushing out all the negative thoughts. It starts pushing out all the sin. It's The Holy Spirit's not pushy. It starts putting the finger right where it hurts a little bit on your sin and you start to Release your sin. And you start to give it away. You start to say, I don't need that because I have this joy now. I don't need that pleasure because I have this joy now. I don't need that thing that made me happy before or thought it did for like a second. And now it doesn't anymore at all because I have this joy now. I have the joy of the Holy Spirit in me. You could see it here. He says, a little while, I'm going to the Father. He's trying to tell us something. The disciples get that. I'm trying to tell you something. He says, you will weep, lament, be sorrowful, have anguish. There's a symbol for that. You know, it's like. <laughs> and the world will rejoice in their assumed victory because I'm dead. But everything's going to change in a moment. Boom. And there's going to be sudden joy. And you know what it's like? It's like a woman. Is it true, men? I'm going to get myself in trouble right here. Is it true, men, that women have a prerogative? They can change their mind. Don't don't nod your head. It's true, though. Where the furniture is going to go might change. What colors on the walls? What pictures are on the walls? The decor might change. I lie not. Things might change. It's okay. Clothes? There might be several changes before you come to church. Maybe. I might even be changing my clothes before I come to church. I'm picking on ladies. But here's an area you can't pick on ladies. They go through excruciating pain. Why? To get to the other side. A baby is born. New life. New life. Human being, that's a miracle. Jesus is making this point He's using a physical example. When Jesus uses a physical example, he always has a spiritual point. That's what parables are, right? It's like, here's a physical example. Let me tell you the point. Here's the point. New birth. Not talking physical birth now. Spiritual birth. When you are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, it changes you you're different. And something happens to you. And there's a joy that comes. Now, if you're like, yeah, but it kind of wanes. Sometimes I'm not as joyful as other times. Yeah, I've, I've been there. And to that I say, dude, ask for the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, he'll just bring you all joy. Like just joy and joy and joy and joy. All the Holy Spirit wants to do, just like get out of your own way and let the Holy Spirit bring you more joy. That's, that's all I, I mean, that's what Jesus is saying. I know you're sad. I'm not even going to say, I'm sorry, I have to go. I'm going to say, it's best that I go. Don't be sad. I'm going to send you something, someone, the Holy Spirit, another comforter to be with you. And the Holy Spirit is going to come suddenly. He's going to secure you. None will ever take your joy from you. And he's going to saturate you in joy. So ask. I mean, I don't know how you left the message last week. I don't know, like, just, I pray there's no pride in you that says, I don't need to have to ask of the Holy Spirit. I just got that when I said a prayer one time. Like, dude, I ask for the Holy Spirit every day. And I'm not saying I'm a great standard. You might want to ask every moment. But what kind of pride would be in us to say, well, no, I already have that. I don't need that. We need to ask. And Jesus says, you want to have full joy? Ask. Ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit and it'll be better for you in the joy category. It'll be lasting joy. Here's what I wrote down. We are so much like the disciples. Jesus gave them the prescription for the pain, the pain of him leaving. The three days he was in the grave, he gave them a prescription for the pain. Knowing they wouldn't take it, but that later they would need it. They didn't take the prescription until the pain was gone. They saw him again. Then Jesus left after he had made it clear what the prescription was again. And what happened? They finally took his advice. Aren't we like that? We're just like the disciples. We're kind of thick. It's like I went through that hard trial last year. Kicking and screaming. Didn't have to go like that. Like, it it didn't have to go like that. Why did it go like that? Wake up. You know, take the prescription, the Holy Spirit. Jesus is gone, guys. The Father, he's with the Father. He's interceding on your behalf. But we have the Holy Spirit now. Enjoy. Enjoy. Find fullness of joy. All right, second thing. Surrounded by steadfast love. When I receive the Holy Spirit, I am surrounded by steadfast love. See it there from verse 25. I've said these things to you in figures of speech. You think? Just in case you don't think, what are the next two words? Somebody tell me. Anybody online got this? You're looking at your Bible, what does it say? What are the next two words? I have said these things to you in figures of speech. Next two words a time. Mine says the hour. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech. The hour is a figure of speech, it represents the cross. He's been saying that throughout all John. The hour's coming, the hour's coming, the hour's coming. He's like, the hour's coming and it's here. So yes, he's speaking in figures of speech. The time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but I will tell you plainly, that's boldly, openly, about the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I will ask the father on your behalf. He's kind of like clue, clue phone. You don't have to ask me anymore. Go directly to the father. I've opened a way through the curtain. You go to the father. I'm here for you. I'm with the father, but you can go straight to him. You don't have to go through me anymore. Here's what you, I I don't want to preach this because it'd get really technical, but there's two different kinds of asks in here, two different words. One ask is equal. You ask when you're equal. Um, Like in verse 19, Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. We're equals. I've just made you, I've said you're my friends. You know, that's an equal ask, right? But when you get to this ask, in that day, you will ask in my name. That's an equal ask. And I do not say to you that I will ask. Ask is a superior ask. You ask your supervisor, hey, can I do this? Okay, it's a different word. And that's, I don't want to get too technical. And, you know, if you do some study, you can see all the places that it says it differently. Jesus is saying, hey, I'm equal to the Father, but you're not. You can ask me on this earth, like we're equal, but I'm going And you need to ask a superior, right? God the Father, to do things that will blow your mind. Because God is awesome, and you need to ask him to be awesome in your life. That's what he's saying. For the Father himself loves you. Underline that in your Bible. The Father loves you. The Father himself loves you. Can you underline that in your Bible? The father loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the father and have come into the world. And now I am leaving the world and going to the father. His disciples said, ah, now you're speaking plainly and not using figures of speech. Dude, knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. And I am one of them, right? I'm a knucklehead. It's like, not yet, guys. Not yet. It's not that quick, Inspector Gadget. All right? Like, you don't got to figure it out yet, Watson. All right? Now, verse 30. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. Well, that much is clear. He's God. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, do you not believe? Dead giveaway for they don't know yet. Do you not believe that the Father is almighty? Like we just sang, God, almighty God. Do you not believe? Behold, listen, the hour, still speaking in figures of speech, is coming. Indeed, it has come. It's here now. When you will be scattered, each to his own home, and you will leave me alone. There's that loneliness. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I would have wished I would have preached this before COVID so that you wouldn't have had to go through that loneliness. You're not alone. The Father is with you. Jesus is with you. Through the filling of the Holy Spirit, he's with you. You're never alone. Hopefully that helps you with sin. You're not alone. You're always with someone. His name is God. That ought to change what you do when you think you're alone. Is that clear? That changes what I do when I think I'm alone, because I am not alone. He is with me. He loves me. I am surrounded by his love. Now, there are two passages I want to read in this regard, but I'm going to let you read them to your um, because I don't want to go long tonight. Here's the two passages. I'm going to state them to you. Please write them down. I also put them in the notes, I believe. I hope I'm not lying right now. I might be. John, First John 4. First John 4. Start in verse 7 and go to the end of the chapter. 1 John 4. Start in verse 7 and go to the end of the chapter. Just talking about God. God is love. love you know, We love because God first loved us. God's love is manifest in the fact that he sent Jesus to us to die, to be the payment of our sins. That's what that says. And then Romans 8, maybe I'll close with this later. Romans 8, 31 through 39. I'm just telling you. And the reason I'm going to skip all that is because, you know, Scott, we didn't really plan this, but Scott read this verse. In Psalm 103, I'm just going to roll with this. Verse 17. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. Steadfast love. It's almost like the Holy Spirit planned that. Steadfast love. I'm surrounded with it. You're surrounded with it. Just John 3, 16. Just break it out again, right? For God so loved the world, the people, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, die. Spiritually die, death, but have everlasting life. That's life eternal, new life in Christ. I pray that you understand how much God loves you. But I don't know how to express it to you. And honestly, it's coming in waves to me right now that I couldn't explain to you. So all I can say is, God loves you beyond what you know. Will you continue to go to Him Ask him, show me how much you love me, God. Just show me. I'm watching. I'm listening. I'm learning. How much do you love me? And then don't miss those God moments during the day when God's like blowing kisses. When God gives you that wink, like, you're my kid and I love you. Because that's what you are, adults. You're kids, you're God's kids. Your children of the Most High God, and He loves you just like you love your children if you have children and better than you love your children. Just like your mom and dad love you and better than they love you. I can't explain it to you, but it's steadfast. So many times in the Bible, He said the steadfast love, the loyal, the hasid, the loyal love of God. All right, i got to keep going. Do you believe it? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, love you. They always have, they always will. Love is his character. God is love, and that love is aimed towards you. Like a bazooka. Go splash in the ocean of his love this week. All right, when I receive the Holy Spirit, I am filled with lasting joy. I am surrounded by steadfast love. And this last point, I am abiding in constant peace. Just one verse. Here it is. Verse 33. I have said these things to you that in me, in me is key word for what? What do you say, church? What is that? In me. Abide. That's like code language for abide in me. Ding, 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 ding. Remember chapter 15? I love God. He's so clear. If you just see it, it's there. I have said these things to you that in me, abide in me, you may have peace. That's another code word for the Holy Spirit. Who who bears fruit? The Holy Spirit bears fruit. How many times? All the time. Flip back in your Bible to chapter 14. He just got done telling the promise of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And in verse 25, just look at it. It's almost like mimicking here. These things, for you guys online, we're in John chapter 14, verse 25. Sorry, I'm a little fast tonight. These things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father, ask him, ask the Father, will send to you in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And then he says this, peace, I leave with you. What's he leaving? Peace. What's he leaving? The Holy Spirit of Peace. He's not leaving peace like you think it is. Let's sign a treaty. That'd be fun. No. He's not leaving that kind of peace. He's leaving a supernatural peace. My peace. As in me, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, three in one. Yeah, I give to you. Not as the world gives. Do I give to you? The world will give you a nice gift, a shiny watch, a great pair of pants, a new shirt. But the world doesn't give them yourself, themselves. Jesus is like, I'm going to give you me. I'll be with you forever. Yeah, I give better gifts than the world. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. All right, back to chapter 16. I've said these things to you. (laughs) That in me, you may have peace, the Holy Spirit of peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Take heart, I have overcome the world. I'm going to end with this. Jesus is the only person in the New Testament to say the words, take heart. Literally, they mean, cheer up. Cheer up! So Christians, let's stop moping around like, oh, this is such a hard place to live in. Uh, If God would only come back, it would all go away. I used to live like that. Well, when Jesus comes, then it'll be fine. That is not true religion. Well, that is religion. That is not true relationship with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. You can have a whale of a day today. You don't have to wait till Jesus comes back because he already sent the Holy Spirit to be with you now. Do you think the disciples were like that? Oh, it's such a hard day. Rise up and walk. You know, it's like, they weren't like that. They got beat up and they were like, woo, for Jesus. We've got to stop this moping around. I Take your pastor as an example. I am the worst sinner of all on this. Ask my wife, this is so hard. Why is it so hard? Stop it. I feel like God is just like, stop it. He says, this is his last words to the disciples. Are you a disciple of Jesus? This is his last words. But, Take heart. I have overcome the world you live in. Woohoo! The last words he ever says to those that follow him but don't be sad, but don't be lonely, but tribulation, whatever. He says, take heart which means to cheer up. All right, here's the thing. I'm going to give you three things that will cheer you up because I want you to leave here doing cartwheels. All right, three things that will cheer you up. And these are from the other times that Jesus said, take heart, take courage, all right? In Matthew 9, 2, Jesus healed a paralytic, right? Heal the guy. You can't walk. You can't move. You're on a bed. Get up. Bam, that's the God you serve. That's the God I serve. Don't forget that when it gets hard on Tuesday, right? That's the God you get to pray to and ask to do wonders and signs and miracles. Don't forget that on Tuesday. All right, he says, you know what? I have authority. That's the first word. I have authority. Jesus has authority over sin and death. And the Pharisees, the churchy people were like, and you know what? Sometimes we act churchy. Sometimes we act like we have it all together. And Jesus, he must be outside of his mind because he wants to work outside of our box. Shame on us. That is not it. Jesus has authority over sin and death. If he wants to make somebody walk, he'll make them walk. If he wants to make somebody whole spiritually, he'll make them whole spiritually. Could be the worst sinner you ever knew, and it'll change like that in Jesus' name. That is the power that he has. Well, that's the second word, power. Three words that will cheer you up. Authority, power. Power. From Mark chapter 6, verse 50. Jesus has the power over everything. Oh, you want to know about this story? Yeah, well, he's walking on the water... To start with, <laughs> can we say power? That's power. He's walking on the water. His disciples, he's trying to pass his disciples. His disciples see him and go, ah! so then what he does, he comes to him. You know more of the story? He lets Peter walk on the water too, right? While he has his eyes on Jesus. So get your eyes up, right? And then what? He gets in the boat. What happens? It's like glass. You go skiing on it. Get out the boat. Let's go. going to do some slalom right now. Peace. Jesus has power. Jesus has power you do not understand. That ought to cheer you up because that's the powerful God that's in you and that you serve. <sighs> Strength, third word. Three words that will cheer you up. As you go out of here, you have authority, you have power, and you have strength in Jesus' name. I declare that over you. And not only I, but God declares that over you. Jesus strengthens me to speak for him. Jesus strengthens me to speak for him. Here it is, Acts 23.11. Paul is in jail for what? Nothing. Let's just be clear. Nothing. He's done nothing. And you know what it says? Jesus stood by him. He comes and stands right by him. Jesus. God doesn't show up anymore. What? Jesus stood by him. And he said, take heart, take courage. For as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. Guys, you have a strength, you have an encouragement in the Holy Spirit that you cannot understand apart from asking and receiving the Holy Spirit and apart from just saying, God, I am yours. I'm an empty vessel. Fill me up and let me go. And all I'm going to do is your bidding and just pour me out. I think that's enough for tonight. So many things I want to say to you. But here's here's the key. Stay on target. You should leave here with confidence. You should leave here with courage. The Holy Spirit in you fills you with lasting joy. If your joy is waning, rather than have pride, ask for the Holy Spirit. Don't choose the route of, oh no, well, why am I so sad? I have the Holy Spirit. Ask for him. Stop. Stop clowning around. Stop thinking you're super spiritual. If you're not feeling joy, ask the Holy Spirit to give you joy. When you're lonely... when you don't feel loved and there's plenty of times like that in this world remember that god loves you and that's all that matters the steadfast of the love of the lord that he is for you that you are his kids and have courage and confidence and when you face tribulation and in this world what did jesus say you will you'll face tribulation. You're going to be under pressure, heavy burdens. Sometimes your small group's going to have to come alongside you and bear that burden with you. That's how heavy it's going to be. When that happens, ask the Holy Spirit to give you constant peace. Peace isn't a lack of turmoil around you. Peace is a confidence in the purposes of God work out what he's working out regardless of what's happening that's peace all right i love you guys joy love peace those are jesus last words to you next week we get after the prayer in chapter 17 i'm going to ask the team to come up they're going to close with a song i hope that it will encourage you but let me pray for you as they come father god i Sometimes I don't know what to pray for. And you say that the Holy Spirit is groaning inside of us. Romans 8, as people go read Romans 8, they'll see it. That the Holy Spirit is groaning inside of us. Things we don't even know to pray. And that Jesus is at the right hand now in majesty, interceding for us. So God, if we could just take a second And let the Holy Spirit inside of us speak. And let Jesus at your right hand intercede. Father, what are they saying? Because that's what we want to pray. As we abide in the Holy Spirit, as we abide in Jesus, as we abide in you, Father. That's what we want to pray. Lord Father we need you we ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us full of joy lasting joy that can never be taken away by this world or anyone in this world we surrender to the steadfast love, the love that's like an ocean that keeps crashing on the waves of our life, just keeps boom, 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 like a door knocking and saying, let me in, I love you. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for pursuing us like that, like the ocean pursues the shoreline. Hmm. Thank you for the peace that passes all understanding. How we can walk through a pandemic and not be freaking out? Because we know that you're in full control. These are birth pains. There's more to come. It'll get worse before it gets better. But you're coming back, Jesus. And when you return, woo, the joy. Another love. We love you, God. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.